Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Stay on top. All the headlines I need when I listen. At the top. It's important to know about the things that are going on around you. That could actually affect your daily life. News. At the top. Every hour. The news I care about. The news station. News talk. 97.3. The Sky. Good morning and welcome. It's 9.06. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. Happy Hump Day, Trump Day. As one of the top stories, Trump gets a huge endorsement from Vivek Ramaswamy. Meanwhile, MSNBC and CNN refuse to air Trump's Iowa victory speech. Hmm, so much for... Oh, free speech. Not very nice. Yeah, we'll dig into that. But first, we've got Florida Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson with us. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Doing great. How are you, Bob? Doing fantastic. Uh, well, up until I saw the story yesterday, I shared with my listeners, a Chinese billionaire secretly became the second largest foreign owner of U.S. land, almost 200,000 acres. Now, this was in Oregon, uh, and apparently the purchase was made during the Obama administration. Nobody during Trump's administration caught it. Here we are under Biden, and now it's just coming to light. Um, what are your thoughts on that, and can you force them to divest? What, what would you do if it was a Florida piece of uh, agriculture property? Yeah, so um, we took action last year. It was one of the <clears throat> major issues that the Department of Agriculture pushed. We had great senators and representatives help, to help us with our bill. Last year, we banned um, our foreign enemies, and I believe there are seven different countries um, from being able to buy uh, farmland in the state of Florida or around our military installations. So Florida has already taken action. Um, it was something that was very important to the, not only the agriculture community, but the, you know we, we see that as national security. And um, this is ridiculous. And when you see, I think that this gentleman that you're speaking of, this, um, this Chinese billionaire, has um, bought most of his land out west. And, um, but other states, and of course that's a very blue state, and um, they don't seem to have this same sense of urgency about our way of life and our national security that we do. And, um, but the federal government, and I know it's being proposed, I just have no confidence that the federal government's actually going to do anything the next in 10 months. Um, you know, when President Trump's back in office, you know, maybe at that time we'll be able to, to get some of these things done. But, um, you've got a, just such a dysfunctional organization in Washington as it relates to foreign enemies buying our lands here in the, in the United States as our, our southern border, such a disgrace. You, you've got so many crises. And the reality of it is, is you could fix most of it in 30 or 60 days if, if common sense would prevail. And it's just not going to, or it has not to this point. 
Right. No, good point. Now, what if there's Florida land, existing land that was purchased previous to the state of Florida, you know, banning it? Is there any retroactivity here? Uh, do we even know? Do, have we looked at companies and see if they're just shell companies for uh, Communist Party members? Well, we are, are taking a more aggressive approach now that the Department of Agriculture at the federal level is supposed to be notified anytime any of these four nationalists buy property, agriculture property here in the United States. And um, so we are taking a more aggressive look. And, yes, we said in the same bill, we said that I believe the number was five years, but we were trying to shorten it to three. But there's only a few years there that they have to surplus those lands. So there is a roadmap within the bill that where we do where we do have some of those um, foreign enemies that own our property today in the state of Florida, they will have to divest that land over it, certainly less than the next five years. What about this cultured meat? I'm hearing more and more about it. You're for a ban of that. Why? Yes, and so what what we're talking about here is you've got your extreme extreme globalists that want to control your food production in the world, right? They want to control how you get your food. They they blame, you know, global warming and all these types of things. They've got to get rid of all these cattle farmers. And, and what happens when you get rid of your cattle farmers, you completely break your supply chain um, for our food supply in this country of beef. And you can do the same thing with pork or chicken or any other product. And that's what they're talking about doing is using a Petri dish with cultured meats and bio, you know, um, engineering type products to grow our food supply. And of course, you'd have one or two vendors in the world doing these things. And if we learned anything in the pandemic about our lack of supply chain, semiconductors, we don't produce them here. The price of used cars doubles during the pandemic because we don't make those things and we couldn't get a supply of them. Can you imagine a world? where you've lost all of your farmers because of some sort of a Petri dish growing meats. And they have 3D printers, by the way, now that will make these meats look like what you want it to look like. Oh, my so you can gosh. make it look like a filet or a T-bone or anything. And we're just not going to have that in Florida. We want a very robust supply chain. Number two, if you had your food growing in a Petri dish, you can manipulate those foods any way the government sees fit. Not the way Americans would want it, or or and we're, Americans are all different. You may eat a different kind of beef, you know, out west, or you know where there's grass fed or grains or what have you, and you would lose all of those choices to you know this technology. And they're doing this technology in the name of protecting global warming because cows have methane. <laughs> we need to get rid of the methane that they produce. And I'm just thinking, how ridiculous it is. Um, can people be right? How ridiculous. Can these folks that are and most of these are billionaires, they're elitist, and and um, that's that's their um, goal. Like, like you said, if it's bioengineered, they can manipulate that. And um, what if they were not even doing it on purpose? Do we have long-term studies on bioengineered meat? I mean, doesn't the Food and Drug Administration have a, a duty to the citizens to have a long-term study done of the health ramifications of some kind of fake meat? Well, and not all, we, we, you know, the USDA gave, I believe I read this now, but the, the USDA has given some approval for them to move forward. And I'm just thinking, you know, just like in drugs, um, and we've had to fight this drug wars for many, many years and decades, um, when you can manipulate a cultured meat in one minute, right? You can add another product to it. You can add, you can take things away. You can add things. You would have to have constant supply chain checks to make sure that we're, there's not things going into these meats. 
our products that um, you know we wouldn't uh, that would be dangerous or could kill people or or, or any other long term um, catastrophes. And I thought about this the other day. I know a hundred cattlemen, farmers, family farmers in the state of Florida that, that raise cattle. I could call any one of them by a beef if I had to, and put him in the freezer. Right. Right. If you get down to this cultured meat, you're going to know nobody in the in the farming industry. You're going to, and then you don't know what they're doing to your food. Now I know I can see where that food is being raised. I can see where my plants are being raised, where my cattle are being, where the feed that feeds that cattle are being was being grown. And you won't be able to do any of that. And you'll have basically a bunch of scientists, and and then you'll have politicians telling you what you should and shouldn't eat. You know, and and they're they're good at doing that in the liberal states, right? They not only they want to do it their way, but then they want to. And if we want to do it differently, that's not okay. Right. Um, conservatives generally don't care what they do to themselves. We just don't want them to do them to us. Yeah, they're not satisfied yeah, don't, with that equation. Don't, don't mandate. Don't force it on everybody. Hey, are there other ag issues that are coming to Capitol Hill that are important? We need to be aware of. There are. There's two. I'll mention um, very quickly the tangible tax. Um, your farmers that um, farm every day to supply us our food. By the way, 70% of all the vegetables on the eastern seaboard of the United States are being grown today in the state of Florida. Those farmers, all the equipment that they have, the facilities, the manufacturing, the packaging, they have to pay what is called a tangible tax on that equipment every year. And so, in, and in some cases, it's tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and, and on small farmers. And so, by getting rid of that tax this year, it'll have to be done constitutionally. Um, that'll give those farmers, again, mostly the smaller farmers, the larger farmers will ultimately overcome these taxes and regulation. This will give our fighting, our smaller farmers a fighting chance to stay successful and continuing to grow their business. And that's exactly what we need. That's a big deal with the tangible tax. The, the voters of the state of Florida will have the last word in November because it has to be done constitutionally. And then the other one I'll mention this year, the FFA and 4-H kids. FFA stands for Future Florida, Future Farmers of America. And in those youth programs, they do, <laughs> most school boards do not allow for an excused absence for an FFA or a 4-H um, class or an outing or a field trip. So the state law this year, we hope to change it to say, no, those are excused absences. We want more children involved in agriculture, learning about agriculture, going out to the farms and seeing agriculture. And so that's the way that we're we're proposing to give it as an excused absence so more parents may enroll their children in those type of activities. Well, as usual, you bring us uh, uh, plenty of information. We appreciate it, Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson. And uh, we appreciate you coming uh, to us fresh from Florida. Yes, sir, Bob. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> I was getting a little uh, trademark plug in there for him. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but he did, did, I'm not sure he acknowledged it. Is it, is it checked in the mail? Yeah, it's, it's on the way. Okay. He's going to send me some fresh vegetables. There you go. That we supply to the whole eastern seaboard. I always yes. learn something from And them. hopefully they won't be taxed. Right? Yeah. 916 on the Bob Rose Show. Good morning. Coming up in 30 minutes or less, things that make you smile. Also, more headlines on the way as well. You're listening to 97.3 The Sky. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Afternoons at 3. It's happening around our country. Sean Hannity. The chanting. This world's gone mad. Anybody with a conscience knows who the victim is. On 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Morning, Greg. Good morning. And it's a happy hump day, Trump Day, one of your top stories. Uh, Trump getting the endorsement of Vivek or Vivek Ramaswamy. They keep saying it different. I don't know. We got to shorten that. Yeah. Yeah. What would you call him? VR. Vec? Yeah. How about just Vec? Yo, V. Come here. Yo, V. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll come up with something. Yep. VR. Mm-hmm. Could do that. Yep. All right. Um, MSNBC and CNN refused to air Trump's Iowa victory speech because um, untruths that he might speak. <laughs> okay. Is that, yeah. is that how the media is supposed to work? Yeah, like oh, like when so. Mayorka said, you know, there wasn't a crisis at the border. You know, they, they stricken him from uh, from being on the news because he told an untruth. Oh no, wait, mm, that, no, no, they no, that never happen. did that. No, they didn't. Okay, all right, and we'll we'll dig back into that interesting piece. Pepperdine University President Jim Gash is urging university leaders to reclaim the higher purpose of education, informing students' character. In light of scandals at a rocking college campuses, hmm. Ivy League universities struggle with anti-Semitism, plagiarism that's dominated headlines. Anti-American ideologies have infiltrated campuses, weakened academic standards. America's confidence in these institutions has plummeted, dropping from fifty-seven percent in twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. and less than ten years later, thirty-six percent. Wow. Not good. Yeah. Those trends reveal higher learning has failed to provide far too many students the character-forming experiences necessary for a free and flourishing society. And Pepperdine University is a Christian university in Malibu, California. And uh, uh, they talk about, so if one goes into the workforce, having only encountered one worldview or ideological approach to particular issues then one is not well-suited to engage in conversations or let alone be an informed voter. That's what the president of Pepperdine Hmm. says. Yeah, I I think also with the high cost of higher education, people began to scrutinize it a little bit further, too, as to, well, you're going to get a degree in philosophy, and that's going to pay you how much when you graduate? So there's that, and there's the sort of coming back, if you will, of jobs that require different skill sets, you know, like HVAC, plumbing, and other trades that pay very well. 
And if you don't have a bunch of student loans to pay back, yeah, you've got a head start there. So, yeah, I, I think it's important to have that conversation, but but good luck. I mean, you know, moving and stirring, steering a giant ship like higher education um, into character building, there's a lot of schools that, well, quite frankly, you don't want them in charge of what they would deem no. to be character building. <laughs> oh, their character's all right. And isn't it really, I mean, isn't your character kind of formed along with a lot of your personality traits, maybe by the time you're seven years old, certainly by the oh, yeah. time you're 12 or 16? So how how much are you calling, what are you calling exactly character? Mm-hmm. That should be instilled by the parents, you know, have a good mm, attitude, yes. show up on time, respect your elders, you know, the, the basic character building mm-hmm. type things that should be instilled in children from the very earliest years like maybe think. childhood yeah what a concept right <laughs> and you go to a school of higher learning to open up your brain to all these possibilities mm-hmm. and when they give you one ideological thought that's not going to be helpful no let's let's go to the davis gainesville chevrolet skylines and touch base with martin you're on the air Hey, good morning, Bob. You're on point so many times, but uh, first of all, regarding character development, it's being short-circuited by social media. Let's face it. These people that run these social media sites do not give a damn about the young people. They only want to sell products and influence the minds. So character development, as you said, is up to the parents. Regarding Vivek Ramaswamy, it is clear that we should be calling him Swami. It's a tried and tested old school name, and I like it. It implies some intellectual <clears throat> sharpness, which he has. Mm-hmm. And I'm going with Swami. I like it. Yeah, that that'll work. Oh, great Swami! Yeah. Uh, speaking of him, let, let's get into some of the things that he said about Donald J. Trump as he was wholeheartedly jumping in with two feet endorsing him. We are in the middle of a war in this country. That's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander-in-chief who will lead us to victory in this war. Swami was on fire. Oh, yeah. He's also, I think, reaching out to establishment Republicans. You got to know you're in a war to win one. You can't win one if you're asleep at the switch, have your head stuck in the sand like most Republicans. And I think that's going to require somebody who isn't bought and paid for, a businessman, not a politician. Anybody heard of that? And that's why I was in this race, but... I'll tell you, the people of Iowa spoke loud and clear last night, and I'm a big believer that we, the people, create a government that is accountable to us, not the other way around. Government shouldn't be led by fads, Mm. you know? This gender stuff, I think, is a fad. I think that we need to maybe get back to our founding principles. What does it mean to be a Republican today? It means we believe in the ideals of 1776. Ideals like freedom and merit and the pursuit of excellence. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character and your contributions. End affirmative action. End DEI. We are done with the nonsense. Send it back home. 
928 on the Bob Rose Show. And uh, he is a child of immigrants. And I say this as the kid of legal immigrants to this country. That means your first act of entering this country cannot break the law, and that is why we need to use our military to secure our own southern border in this country. That's what it means to stand for the rule of law in the United States of America. You've got it. You, yeah. And you have to solidify that Republicans are not against immigration. We just don't want people running in roughshod. We want controlled and legal migration. 929 on the Bob Rose Show. We're about 15 minutes away from things that make you smile. Greg Cassidy is here as well. And it's a happy hump day, Trump day on 97.3 The Sky. Misinformation. Whether it's from the mainstream media or your brother-in-law's Facebook posts, you need the sky to cut through the static of election 2024. Every move. We are going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country. Every candidate. we got to support Israel. In word and in deed, in public and in private. These fellas don't know how to talk about abortion. I said we'd invest in all of America. Your election headquarters. We're leading by so much. News Talk 97.3. The Sky. When you need to know, lead to a military conflict, the economy, and inflation, you need the sky. Public corruption. Who's the big guy, Mr. Biden? Securing our border first. Everywhere. Right there on your phone. The Odyssey yeah. The news updates. News Talk 97.3. The sky. 937 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. It's a happy hump day, Trump day. Border showdown in Texas. Feds versus the state of Texas, things could come to a head as early as maybe later on today wow. or early tomorrow. Hmm. As noted earlier, Vivek Ramaswamy, that we're going to call Swami from now on. I like it. Is, uh, he's all in for Trump, and he gave a very stirring speech of which we played several sound bites from. Um, so you might want to check that out if you get a chance to look at that. Oh, you know what you could do? What's that? Follow the sky. Go to the sky nine seven three dot com slash follow, or download the Odyssey app, and then you'll have the Bob Rose Show podcast, so you never miss a minute of the show, including some compelling interviews, content, you know, all the good stuff. There you go. That's genius. We missed. Yeah, we missed one. And I don't know how because he was one of our favorites. We uh, we love TV cop shows. Yep. He was also into music. Mm-hmm. Talking about David Soul passed away. Um, the 4th of January, yeah. and somehow we missed it. You know, Starsky and Hutch. Oh, yeah. You know, the Ford Torino. Oh, yeah. Good times. Don't give up on us, baby. Don't make the wrong seem right. The future isn't just one night. God, I forgot how mushy this was. Oh, yeah. But I, I was playing rock and roll. And I was playing this. Greg was playing Middle of the Road. Yes. M-O-R. Trying not to get run over. Not, hey, but the, hey, but the hook is It used to out. be not quite as boring as an elevator, Don't but we're working on that. But now you go grocery shopping, you probably hear this. Yeah, probably would. Right? Yes. Ken Hutchinson was his character. Huh. And he drove a piece of crap car, and uh, Starsky had the cool Torino. Oh, okay. It just wasn't fair. Just for the record. Yeah. Uh, his wife... Helen Snell said that he died on that uh, Thursday the 4th after a valiant battle for life in the loving company of family. He shared many extraordinary gifts, 
in the world as actor, singer, storyteller, creative artist, and dear friend. His smile, laughter, and passion for life will be remembered by many whose lives he touched. He was, uh, of course, born here in the U.S., best known for his role as Detective Kenneth Hutch Hutchinson Mm -hmm. in the classic crime-solving series Starsky and Hutch. I mean, how many vehicles were like in in TV shows were part of our like high school? I mean, you know, a team, you had a van, and you had this one, and it, just a blast. I can tell you, if they got into a race, yeah, the General Lee would have whipped the Torino. Well, because it can jump. Well, and that's the year yeah. that the Torino really added a, a lot of bulk. Yeah, it did. Because I had the Montego version of that mm-hmm. and had a dog of a 351 in it. And I'd previously had a Torino of the earlier models, like 71, right. with a 302. Yeah. That would have blown the 351 off the road, no question. Not wasn't, even close. Wasn't the Torino a 73? Uh, 74 was, was the it? Montego I had. So, okay. yeah, the Starsky and Hutch, probably 73. Yeah. You're asking me. You're, yeah, you, I know. I'd have to. I could be off a little bit. Yeah, I know. I was going to say no. You're probably not off. I mean, you're off, but that's yeah, a different but that's whole different. Subject. Has nothing to do with cars. Oh, I see a picture here. Yeah, and and yeah, this brings back some memories. Mm-hmm. So Starsky's sitting on his car. Yep, and he's got <laughs> he's got a sweater on. Uh, yep, and it's if you remember, like when we were in junior high. This was like the cool sweater. Yep. Guys and girls mm-hmm. had them. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. It's kind of a little longer than jacket right. length. And kind of a thick. A little a thicker, thick weave, yeah. A thick yarn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember getting one. In fact, yeah. it was, might have been one of my earliest visits to a real mall. Ooh. Back in the day. See, that's where it all started. With and you've me. been buying jackets ever since. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, a great show. bring it back we, some we memories. Yeah. yeah, but that's one of those things where Hollywood, when they remake it, I mean, okay, it had its campiness to it. The original mm-hmm. did. Uh, I'll never forget, they're, they're flying down the road, they're turning around the corner, go down the street, Hutch, you know, makes some comment about, that. you're going the wrong way. He's like, what? Didn't you see the arrows? And he responds, I didn't even see the Indians. So they had their little nice. one-liners. But man, when they remade it, it was it was, it was yeah. Ben Stiller was in it. It, it just awful. And even though just I like awful. Ben Stiller, yeah, there were some things you don't touch, yeah. don't mess with them. Starsky and Hutch. There you go. All in our memory. Rest in peace, David. So yeah, uh, made sad. it to eighty. That's a, that's awesome though. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, a long, but we were just getting closer, so we wanted to be even farther. His uh, his father, by the way, was a <sighs> professor of history and political science and an ordained minister. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually moved them to Berlin, where he was a religious uh, affairs advisor to wow. the U.S. High Commission. Didn't know that part. No. Yeah. So you'll, learn, a, you'll learn something on the Bob Rose Show. That's right. It's not just bad news and stupid politicians. Can we learn something on the Bob Rose Show from Kamala Harris? Well, I don't know. We, That's pushing it, isn't we it? We could try, like, don't be like her might be a lesson learned. Ah, so everybody can be a role model, just yes. some service don't. Yes. Okay. Don't do this. No, don't. Don't. Just don't. Yes. Just say no. Which is one word, according to Kamala. Mm, she's, anyway. During an interview with ABC News released on Tuesday, Vice President Kamala Harris responded to a question on where the Biden administration is willing to compromise on immigration and the border by stating that, quote, It would be great, unquote, Mm -hmm. if Congress took up the security package the administration has. Oh, my goodness. 
Mary Bruce asked her, hey, Mayor Adams says even the compromises and the bipartisan issues that have been discussed as part of the bigger funding package, he says that's not enough. And he says there's a lack of urgency in Washington on this issue. Does your administration bear responsibility for that? Now, before I give you her response, does the Biden administration, do they bear responsibility for the mess that is our southern border? Uh What You're kidding, right? Hmm. How could you even ask it as a question? It's funny how they state things that are opinion-based as fact when it supports a lefty agenda. Yeah. But a real common sense, logical question, all of a sudden it's, well, it's up for opinion. Mm. What do you think she's going to say? Yeah, let me give you, let, let me. She's such a genius. Well, yeah. she deflected a little bit. She said, it's no secret for anyone that we have a broken immigration system and it needs to be fixed. But we're not talking about the immigration system. No. We're talking about border security. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. They want to conflate that. Because that way they can say, there's nothing we can do. Congress won't act. Congress doesn't need to act to secure the border. How do we know that? The border was secure before Biden became president. He undid executive orders and deals that Trump had made with Mexico, for instance. He completely changed the game. He knew exactly what he was doing, too, at the time. And he undid it all. Yep. He undid it all. I remember the other day, somebody shouts out to the president as he's walking, stumbling to his plane or something, about the border. He goes, well, you know, Congress has to give me the money. In other words, it's just like putting it back on Congress like they haven't done anything. And the administration's tried to do it all right. And what exactly would the fix be for a so-called broken immigration system? How would you fix it? Yeah. We have an immigration system. Uh-huh. It's just nobody follows it anymore. Right. The poor can you imagine law abiding people that want to be future citizens of America? Wait in line, wait in line, pay some money, then wait in line, then wait in line, then pay some money, then wait in line. They're giving the runaround. Oh, we're real busy right now. Oh, letting illegals come in? Yeah. It's crazy. All right, so her response was, it's no secret for anyone that we have a broken immigration system and that needs to be fixed. And it'd be great if we could get some bipartisan consensus to do just that. And I think it's a tragedy that there are certain so-called leaders who are playing politics with this issue. Really? Really? Wow. Our first bill, the first bill right after inauguration that President Biden put before Congress was to fix our immigration system. Do you think that they've taken that up? No. So Mary Bruce follows up and says, so where are you willing to compromise on this issue? The president has said, uh, you're talking about this. You're willing to make some concessions. Where? She said, well, let me tell you, first of all, we have a security package that includes $15 billion that should go to address the border. It'd be great okay. if they took it up. Yeah. $15 billion to the border. That's kind of vague. That's kind of vague, like X amount of billions going to Ukraine. Which border was she talking about, though? Maybe she's talking about a different border. Oh, that could be. She is the borders are, so. Yeah. All borders. Well, look, this administration, again, to use her words, it's no secret that they (laughs) lack transparency in many expenditures Mm -hmm. that they've been racking up. One is 
the expenditures in Ukraine. And when Republicans presented them with a bill to that would require a little bit more transparency and to kind of follow up on where those monies and weapons are really going. Yep. What'd they do, Bob? They shot it down. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a Ukrainian plane. So if you give them $15 billion for, quote-unquote, border security, yeah. it's not to secure the border. No. You just need to know that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> 947 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy's here. Time for things that make you smile. Come on, you can do it. Upbeat, positive thoughts. Count your blessings and call in 877-975-9825. Things that make you smile. Brought to you by Robin Larson Dental is next on 97.3 The Sky. What's going on in the southern border is an impeachable offense. It's a high crime. Weeknights at 6. When the president of the United States refuses to comply with federal law and, in fact, is purposely violating it. 97.3 The Sky. Time for you to call in with your upbeat, positive thoughts, count your blessings kind of a thing. Brought to you by the best dentist in the whole world, Robin Larson Dental. It's things that make you smile. 877-975-9825. And Mark, what's making you smile? Hey, good morning, Bob and Greg. Uh, aside from having found my fur hat to deal with this freezing weather, that's the fur hat with the drop-down furry ear covered. So I found that. So luckily I'm covered. It's like 34 degrees. What's making me smile is your coverage of the gentleman who passed away from Starsky and Hutch. I, I don't have his name memorized, but it just brought back memories of the old 1970s shows like Mod Squad, Columbo, Starsky and Hutch, and the last thing that made me smile is every time you say Starsky and Hutch, it reminds me my brothers always uh, botched it, and they would call it Husky and Starch for just comedic <laughs> activity. That's one of those things uh, that yeah. once you hear that, it gets stuck in your brain. Mm-hmm. Somebody used to say, as a fat or a Mac. Oh, wow. And that stuck that. in my brain. That's fun. That, that explains a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Peasant with a pitchfork, what's making <laughs> you smile? Yeah, good morning, Bob. Um, back when... Uh, What's making me smile is back when Ziegler, the guy, the Republican Party guy down in South Florida, was in the news for having a threesome with his wife and another woman. Uh, I called your show, and I said that I was going to withhold judgment on that until the Swami piped up and said what he was going to say. I wanted to hear what the Swami was going to say. What did he say? He he never did, but I've been referring to Vivek Ramaswamy as a Swami ever since that was in early December. Oh, I got you. Okay, I get where you're coming from. You you want credit. There you go. Mm -hmm. Peasant said Swami. I'm writing it down. He said it first. Until his brother Nostradamus calls in and goes, oh, he stole that from me. Yeah, he just called first. We're going to start a little little brotherly war going on. Yeah. Here. Be like the, the feds and the Texans going out at the park down there. Showdown could be later on today. Yeah. Pay attention, my folks. But right now, we're getting ready for the smoking gun, which is brought to you by Waffle Defense and Shoot GTR. Stand by. Their plan has got to be to remove Gaza as a launching pad forever. Weekdays, 3 p.m. The longer this continues, there's not going to be much to return to in Gaza. On 97.3 The Sky. 
Time now for the smoking gun. Brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. Solo Brands has dumped its CEO after a huge campaign for solo stoves featuring rapper Snoop Dogg failed to bring in sales. Social media lit up after Snoop Dogg is seen in a video saying he decided to give up smoke. Many interpreted the 52-year-old as announcing he was giving up his pot habits. Turned out he was joining uh, their advertising campaign. Problem is, I don't remember hearing anything about the ad campaign, just about him giving up (laughs) smoke. So uh, the CEO is out. And it would appear that his gig just went up in smoke. And that, my friends, (laughs) puff, 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 is... The Smoking Gun, brought to you by Lawful Defense and Shoot GTR. On behalf of Greg Cassidy, I'm Bob Rose. God bless you and your family. Have a happy hump day, trump day. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.